When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The universal sign, the universal distress signal within Hoosier Nation, whatever the hell that is. The whole nation thing's wearing me out and so are the Hoosiers. Indiana loses today 83-74 in a game that featured exactly what you would expect. An irrefutable, inarguably poor uh, roster construction, right? Uh, To argue that this is is a well-put-together team is, is to argue nonsense. And, and that Indiana is a really bad shooting team uh, in full flower today. At, at Penn State, you saw some good free throw shooting, or at least what would in, in normal situations be average free throw shooting for most teams, but good for Indiana. Completely unravel in the second half. Three-point shooting was absolutely atrocious. Uh, Malik Renew, bright side. You know what? Malik Renew scored a bunch of points because... Penn State did not defend him well, and that's how basketball works. You don't defend a guy well, he should score a bunch of buckets, and Renew did. We're not going to, you know, quibble uh, about the fact that Renew was was pretty good today, at least from a scoring perspective. 27 points today with six rebounds, uh, four fouls today for Renew. So that's beneath his average, actually, over the last six games, the previous six games, in which he played more than three minutes. He had, he had fouled out of, of four of those games, committed four fouls in the other two. Today, another four-foul effort for Renew. And Ware commits his fourth foul early in the second half and goes to the bench. And actually, you know what? Indiana played better with Ware not on the floor. John Beeline said something really interesting during the pregame, and he said that Indiana might just be too big. And, of course, Mike DeCourcy and Rayfield Davis, they laugh. And Beeline goes, no, no, no. They could be too big. This is not the way you put together a team in 2024. You know, they're too big. They're too large. They don't shoot well enough. And, and that was absolutely true today. And you saw it when, when Ware goes down with that fourth foul. All of a sudden, Indiana started playing a little bit better. They did not shoot better. Uh, Gunn makes a three late. Mbako made another three late. So the Hoosiers were 2 of 15 shooting threes. Otherwise, they would have been donut for 13. Um, they had 56% from the line, which is just terrible. They were 14 of 25 for 56%. 
you know, if, if Indiana's going to have players who, while they're getting thrown out of bars, or a player who's getting thrown out of a bar in Bloomington, and, and says, do you know who I am? The answer should come back, yeah, you can't shoot foul shots. That's how the answer should come back. Uh, Indiana today, rebounding. They got out-rebounded by a little bit, but this is, this is just a bad basketball team that can't shoot. I, that's easy enough. Like you, can, you don't have to be a basketball genius in order to understand what Indiana does well and what Indiana does poorly. Actually, to understand what they do well, you got to be a bit of a basketball genius. Uh, they don't do much well. Um, some of the guys play hard. Some of the guys do not play hard. Some show their passion for the game. Some don't. None shoot it well from outside the paint. None. This is, a, a, you've got to be able to shoot the basketball, and it's so odd that Mike Woodson would be the architect of this roster, given the fact that he could flat shoot. He was a good shooter. Now, when, when he shot the basketball at Indiana, there wasn't a three-point arc. But he could flat shoot. He was a really good volume scorer, scored more than 2,000 points at Indiana during a time without a, a three-point shot. So this is a guy who could shoot, but it seems he doesn't value shooting. What he values is pounding the ball in down low and being last in the Big Ten in free throw shooting and in three-point scoring. How's that even possible? Uh, I don't understand what this team is. And uh, look, losing on the road, no matter who you're playing, uh, yes, there is shame in it. But you would not expect many teams. I mean, Illinois went into Penn State last week, and they lost after being down by a million and, and came back from the dead and won that game by one. Three free throws late carried the Nittany Lions over the fighting lineup. This, this was a better, uh, you get the feeling watching this team, and we saw Penn State win after Indiana put up a, a pretty good number in the first half, really looked pretty good. But Penn State made adjustments, and all of a sudden Penn State comes back, wins that game. Indiana just doesn't make a lot of adjustments, if any adjustments. This is a poorly coached team that has uh, some players who, left to their own devices, cannot score from outside the paint. That's not a recipe for success in today's basketball. Maybe in 1978, this team could have won games. But in 2024, they got no chance whatsoever to beat a team like Penn State, who just played a little bit harder than Indiana did today, uh, especially in the beginning of the, uh, of the second half and, and toward the end of the first. When Ware went to the bench toward the end of the first, uh, scoring became easy for Penn State. I feel bad for Gabe Cups. I feel bad for Mackenzie Mbaco. I, I get the feeling that these two guys really do their best to you know, kind of uh, support their teammates, to represent the university, to represent the, the basketball program, and the rest of the guys, Anthony Leal excluded, the rest of the guys I, eh, you can keep. I don't know what you do about this. If you're if you're Scott Dolson, you know it, you don't realize. I don't think you don't realize the difference between a well coached team and how a really good coach goes about his business in college basketball until you see one do it poorly and one do it really really well. 
And you saw it today. You saw Dan Hurley at UConn on college basketball game day. They did a piece on him, and then they interviewed him. And and you, I've heard, and I know that this is this a bit semantics. All right, there's a bit of semantics to this. Um, so you've got to accommodate that. But Mike Woodson used the word comfortable in talking about his team and how it's his job to get this team comfortable. And I said at the time, I talked about it, and said that he was he's trying to convey a thought, and I know the thought, but he's using the wrong word. Today, Dan Hurley, who, who has led UConn last year to a national championship, and, and this year could do it back-to-back years. That could happen. What he said, it's his, his job to make his team uncomfortable. It's not about like an eight-minute film session. It's, a, it's an hour and 15 minutes that he's teaching using the cut-ups from the previous game, all representing areas where the Huskies can improve. He finds that very useful in making his team uncomfortable meaning that they've got to understand and they are coming to the understanding of what they need to do better. It seems like Mike Woodson is on the other end of the spectrum where he's placating and he's trying not to destroy his team through criticism. And, uh, I mean, Dan says it all the time, Dan Dockich, yeah, niceness is weakness. And it seems like more often than not, Mike Woodson is nice and and Dan Hurley, he, he is not nice. He's there to win. And if you're not on board with him and his need to have UConn win, then you got to go play someplace else. And I think that that time has come, not just for the coaching staff, but for the players. If your top priority is not winning basketball games at Indiana, and I keep hearing stories that are troublingly evidentiary of Indiana and their players not really worrying too much about winning, worrying more about the nightlife than they are about court time, you got a real problem. You got a leadership problem, you got a roster problem, you got guys who can't shoot, and and that's a bad thing. And and Woodson says things like, well, I gotta get them more confident. I, I don't think a lack of conf a lack of confidence is the result of poor performance. And poor preparation. Confidence comes from preparation. And then production that results from that preparation. And you get the feeling that that's just not happening in Bloomington at Cook Hall or Assembly Hall. And as a result, Indiana's losing games. And they're losing a lot of them. Now they're 6-10. and 10, And now this thing is on the precipice of complete collapse. They've got Wisconsin Tuesday night at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Wisconsin's playing for a seed, right? Wisconsin needs a win. A road win against Indiana, key, right? A loss to Indiana would not be good for Wisconsin. Indiana, what are they playing for? I don't know. Uh, maybe get the, the game done quick because Tuesday night's a new Friday night in Bloomington. This isn't a good situation no matter how you cut it. The stark difference in tone between Mike Woodson, who in the pregame talked about young. They, and the question wasn't asked. You know, you got a young team coach. How do you get him to bounce back after the kind of run that you guys have had over the last couple of games? 
that wasn't a, that wasn't the question. Like he just said, well, we're, we're, we're really young. He's coming with excuses before the game's even played. And that is, and how many times is he going to say during his post-game press conference, I'm going to count them up and we'll talk about it Monday, Breakfast with Kent. Can't wait to talk to you then. Make sure and subscribe. Nice thing to do. It's my birthday week. So give me, subscribe if you enjoy. And if you enjoy, give it a like. Hit the bell so you get an alert every time we go live, which is, I got if Indiana plays early enough, if they don't play at eight thirty or nine o'clock, we do a we do a post game, doing an occasional post game for the women as well because they're rolling and they're fun to watch. I'm tired of yelling about this team. I like extolling the virtues of an Indiana basketball team, not decrying their failings. And with the women, you get a chance to talk about the virtues, which is nice. And if you want to make a donation, make a donation. A super thanks. What a wonderful thing to do. We'll talk to you uh, on Monday morning, 640, 645. If not, before then, looking forward to next week, we got the combine in town, people. It's going to be awesome.